This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 327 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am still asking for your support in saving me from virtual learning. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we are going to be reviewing direct from HBO Max. It's the remake of The Witches. Before we get into that, how the hell is everyone doing? We've got the band back together finally. Mark Ellis, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, 2020 has been uh, it's been a really shitty year in a lot of aspects. Uh, so I'm just trying to uh, trying to keep a positive attitude. Um, I had a good uh, Monster Squad week. I'm a huge fan of the Monster Squad, and uh, I didn't think that there was that many other fans out there, but it turns out there is. Turns out there is. There's a a fan that made a, a Monster Squad fanzine called uh, I Heart Rudy. It has like all of these <laughs> little. Uh, it looks like a like a 16 magazine, old school. Like old school magazine from like when, you know, back when that was the thing, teen magazines. And it's all about the Monster Squad. And uh, uh, you can uh, check it out on Instagram. The Instagram is iHeartRudy. Um, but it's really cool. And it shows that there's a lot of Monster Squad fans out there. A lot more than I thought. So, um, yeah, I got that. And then uh, I got something else, too. But I'll talk about that during the recommendations. All right. Aubrey, we missed you last week. How the hell are you? I am uh, living. <laughs> did you end up having to watch The Craft and then not appear on the show, or did you not watch it? I I hadn't watched it yet. Oh, okay. um, I do plan on watching it, though, because I know that you want to hear my opinions on it. So uh, I will watch it just for you. Not bad enough to force you to <laughs> watch The Craft <laughs> Legacy. It's pretty bad. but It's okay. I will watch it for you. Oh, that's good. We're glad to have you back, even though you're having a tough time. <laughs> It's it's a day. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I don't have anything interesting to talk about. I literally have been doing nothing except working and sleeping for the last six days. I worked fifty six hours last week between two jobs, so uh, more or less just been sleeping and working. Yesterday, I had all these grand plans. It's my day off from both jobs. Sunday, I had all these grand plans of things I wanted to do. I uh, came home, took a nap for four hours. Got up, uh, watched a tiny bit of TV and read for a little bit, and then slept for another four hours. Then I got up, I went grocery shopping. I uh, watched a little bit more TV, but my daughter's boyfriend was over, and I can't go to bed until he's gone because there has to be an adult awake um, while other you know children's friends are over. Damn right. And uh, I'm like dying, and it was nine thirty, and finally I just texted Janine, and I'm like, "Look, I can't stay up any longer." <laughs> So time to start wrapping it up. And then I went to bed at 10 o'clock and slept 
straight through until I got up and went to my other job this morning. So, yeah, I've just been last sleeping and working. This is a tough time of year for me uh, with both jobs. It's starting to get busier and busier and busier. But the exciting news is, as we record this, is the very first time I'm using my new microphone stand. <laughs> Yay. I have retired the stack of Star Wars EU novels that I was using as a microphone stand for six plus years. And I finally broke down and bought a microphone stand for my desk. So this is exciting. This is a very exciting time for us. That's amazing. So Aubrey got a new microphone. You got a new microphone stand. Everybody's having some no, new equipment. No, we just need to get you a laptop. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> the, uh, the stand costs more than the microphone. Don't worry. And the microphone stand did not cost a lot. <laughs> But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, we have a new store there, a tea Public store. So if you want to get some Soul Wizard merchandise, uh, click the, the button right on the website. Go to our Tee Public store, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, uh, all types of good things with the Soul Wizard logos on them. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the links that we keep right on the website. Uh, the holidays are coming up, so if you're going to be doing some shopping, go to soulwizardpodcast.com. Look for the big A, click on that, and do your Amazon shopping, and that way you'll get your products and you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube. We also have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Uh, shout out to all of our fellow podcasters in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Let's rap, kids. Uh, let's rap for 800, please. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Young Money Militia, and I am the commissioner. You don't want to start wheezy because the F is for finisher. Lily. Who's Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne, yeah. R.I.P. to the great Alex Trebek. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, Marcellus, do we have news this week? Uh, you know, the world has kind of been uh, concentrating on something else this past week, so there wasn't a lot, but there is a tiny, tiny bit of news. All right. Well, I hope it isn't fake news like these election results. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Should have known that was going All right, Mark Ellis, drop the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in Nerdy News, uh, we got an announcement for a sequel or a spinoff that I'm not sure if we really wanted. Uh, but they did announce that uh, writer-director Jeff Nichols uh, is going to be pinning and directing a, another story set in the Quiet Place universe. Now, A Quiet Place is uh, the movie that John Krasinski uh, co-wrote and directed years ago, uh, starring his wife, Emily Blunt, about creatures uh, that attack people uh, based on sound. Uh, it was a big hit, uh, low budget, made a ton of money, uh, the sequel was supposed to come out 
uh, earlier this year in March. Uh, I was one of the first casualties of the uh, move the schedule uh, coronavirus schedule. So we still don't know what's happening with part two. I believe the date is April of 21, 2021, but it looks like uh, they're already planning either a third one or one that's set in that universe. Uh, Jeff Nichols has made a couple of independent movies, uh, movies that I've wanted to see that I haven't gotten around to see. Uh, Midnight Special, which I heard was really good. Mud with uh, Matthew McConaughey, which I heard was really good. And Loving, which is something that I definitely wanted to check out, um, but I never got around to it. So he seems like a good choice uh, based on his other movies. The question is, do we want another movie set in the A Quiet Place universe without having seen the second one? Uh, Let's start with Aubrey. Um, No, I don't really... I care about <laughs> seeing uh, a movie set in that universe without seeing the second one. I I don't think that the universe is really established enough for anybody to care too much about it at the moment. Uh, I can't see anybody being like, "Yeah, this is this is great news." Did, let me see a movie in the universe of something that only has one movie out. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm. It's not exciting to me. I think maybe if they've come out with a couple more movies, then I'd be like, okay, maybe that might be cool. But I don't even really know how they could do a universe for that anyway and have it be good. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I would I, I say I give you two words, uh, Cloverfield universe. So it, it could happen. Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about A Quiet Place 3? Hashtag Quiet Place spinoff. Um. I'm kind of in the same boat as Aubrey. Like we haven't seen the second one, so we don't know what we're really getting into yet. If I, if I remember the second one's trailers ish, that was kind of like a prequel slash sequel. So we were going to see some of how it, it started. Cause I remember John Krasinski being in the trailer in alive. Right. Um, <laughs> spoilers. We were going to see spoilers for a, what, like 10 year old movie at this point, <laughs> five year old movie um and then we were gonna see the afterwards like post the the first movie so i don't know like i really liked the first movie i was surprised at how much i liked it after having not seen it when it first came out for no apparent reason um i was excited for the second one and uh, if the second one's good quality and and this is gonna keep going cool you know um so this would be the alien three of the quiet place saga (laughs) I will like Krasinski shows up on a space prison. (laughs) Him and Emily Blunt had her just shaved. (laughs) And there's, there's one creature that you might see. (laughs) Oh boy. Hopefully I can work the letter three somewhere into the title. That's all I can say. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, like I said, uh, the other films that this guy has directed, they seem good. They're all on my want to see list. I just haven't gotten around to it. So, um, yeah, I think it could be cool. Yeah, I think it could be really interesting. Uh, it is based on an idea by John Krasinski, so he is still very much involved in it, which is kind of cool. Uh, okay, so then the second story is a, a fran- another franchise uh, that's coming out with a part three or part, uh, God, it's 11, depending on how you look at it. It's Fantastic Beasts 3. Uh, Johnny Depp, who we know, uh, played the villain. And a surprise uh, cameo in part one came back in part two. Um, they did start filming part three, uh, but it appears that this week uh, Warner Brothers uh, decided that, uh, you know, maybe Johnny Depp wasn't the right fit for the movie. And they said, 
so he has been let go. Uh, they still have to pay him. He did do one, I don't know, one scene. So they do have to pay him the full whatever, $20 million or whatever he's supposed to be getting. Uh, but yeah, he's gone from the franchise. Do we, are we going to miss Johnny Depp not being in part three? And who do we want to replace him if we are even going to go see part three? Uh, let's start with Joey. No, <laughs> I'm not going to watch this shit. <laughs> uh, the first one was hellishly bad. And I don't like Harry Potter. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in recommendations. But I, I really don't like Harry Potter to start. Um, I went to see Fantastic Beasts and How to Fuck Them with my kids just to uh, let them see it because they were interested. And I got to tell you, not a single person in my household expressed any interest in going to see Fantastic Beasts 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only good thing I could say is that at least the villain has been established as shape-shifting. So he can always turn back into uh, what's his name? Uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah, he can always turn back into Colin Farrell or into somebody else if they wanted him to. So um, I guess that's good for them. But I have no interest in uh, in in this movie or this franchise or anything to do with it. But uh, good for Johnny Depp still getting paid, even though he only filmed one scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's going to need that money for the uh, lawyer fees. Um, Aubrey. That's right. <laughs> Arby, what about you? How do you feel about uh, Johnny Depp not coming back for Fantastic Beasts 3? I did not see the second one. I didn't mind the first one, but I didn't read um, the Fantastic Beasts books. So I don't really have as much nostalgia for him as they do the Harry Potter movies. And so I didn't really see him in it. Mm-hmm. I can't really judge his acting in it. But I probably won't see it just based on principle because I think it's really um, shitty that they made him quit and Amber Heard comes back to Aquaman. And so, yeah, I, I'm not all about that. So I'm going to boycott both of them. Oh, OK. Fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it looks like we're going to need a guest for uh, Aquaman 2 Underwater Boogaloo. Yeah. you. So, Joey, you didn't see the second one. And Arbor, you said you didn't see the second one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I did see the second one and it sucked big time. So uh, I heard it was bad. It's really bad. It is, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan. Um, at least I was incredibly disappointed with it. Uh, that being said, I think part three is actually going to be pretty good because I think they're going to course correct and make it more more fun or more, I don't know, make it better than than the last one. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, it sucks that uh, Johnny Depp's gotten the boot, but. You know, shout out to Warner Brothers for uh, making a stand and getting rid of their highest paid actor off their big franchise. So understandable. Uh, yeah, like I said, this week is not a lot of a lot of news. Um, OK, so then the last bit of news is uh, we've all been watching The Mandalorian. Is that is that correct? Yes. Aubrey, what about you? Have you been watching Mandalorian? Yes. All right. All right. So uh, somehow it was released that there is Something that's happening most likely at the end of this month or the beginning of next month regarding a Star Wars TV show. Now, we're not sure if it's going to be uh, Mandalorian Season 3 starting filming, because I know they are in pre-production right now. Or the rumor has it that it might be a Boba Fett spinoff show, which I guess could be possible too. Uh, And another rumor is there might be doing a spinoff 
with one of the characters from Mandalorian and one of the, the new characters from the Star Wars cartoon show that they haven't brought on to this season yet, but who will be arriving soon. So we might get a spinoff of that too. Uh, my question is, uh, is it too early for us to be getting another Star Wars, uh, another Star Wars TV show? Uh, and if we do get one, which of those options would you guys like? Let's start with Aubrey. I think it is too soon. I can see how Hollywood would ruin it and be like, you know what? We're making a lot of money on this, so let's go for it and uh, make more money. But I think it's too soon. I don't want any of them because I feel like it's just it, it's a mistake. You think they're still kind of uh, kind of lucky that they've gotten away with what they've gotten away with so far? Like we're only a couple episodes into season two. And it's still good. You think it's kind of a fluke that it's still good at this point? No, I, I think it's going to continue being good. But I think that if you make a spinoff, it's going to take away from the success of The Mandalorian already. I think that it's just too soon to try to continue to build on it. And it's, you know, just let it be itself for a minute. Yeah. In and and go another season or two and then go for the spin-offs. I think bringing a spin-off in too early is going to take away from the wow factor of this. It would be like if you brought a, a spin-off in during Game of Thrones, it would have completely ruined the whole Game of Thrones franchise. It's just not it's something that's good on its own. I agree. I agree. I think the Walking Dead producers might disagree with that, but I totally agree with you. Uh, Joey, what about you, man? If they Is it too early for a spinoff? And if they are doing one, do you want one of those options? Ruin Game of Thrones? They'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm, you know, a giant Star Wars guy, and, and I'll take all the Star Wars I can get. I don't know if I need it specifically to be tied to the Mandalorian. Um, I was excited for Obi-Wan or and Cassian Andor spinoff of Rogue One or whatever they want to do. I don't necessarily need it to be a direct spinoff of the Mandalorian. I'm not really super interested in some of the Clone Wars characters that they're forcing into the show to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all in for another Star Wars show of this quality, but I, it doesn't have to be a spinoff of this. I don't need a Boba Fett show. I don't need a um, R5-D4 show or a <laughs> Tusken Raiders show or whatever that guy, Cobb Vance, <laughs> living in the uh, mining colony. I don't need any of those shows. So uh, I, I'm really, really enjoying The Mandalorian, but I don't, like Aubrey said, I don't need it to be watered down, spinning off creative people from it and doing something else so i don't know they can come up with a million other star wars ideas that don't have to be spun out of this yep yep i agree although i do kind of want to see a uh a tuscan raider tv show set in a quiet place universe where they're just doing sign language every week that's just me uh so uh yeah so that's it that's pretty much it for uh the main nerdy news i would like to say um uh, because of other world events that have been going on not a lot of things have been happening but um yeah, so there was a, a big political election, and we do have a new president, president-elect, uh, depending on who you ask. Uh, we're not a political show. We don't really voice our political opinions on this show. But I will like to say, because I'm the one that's recording, and I'm the one that's editing, and I have the soundboard. <laughs> uh, and that's it. like more fake news. <laughs> 
Uh, so, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump right back into it with our review of The Witches. Hey, girl. Come closer. I have something very special to tell you. You're the privilege, you're the prize, and you're the full package. Welcome to the Q Chat, a conversation amongst queens. Here at the Q Chat podcast, our main platform is self-empowerment and to encourage everyone to go love yourself. Here at the Q Chat, we're your biggest fan. So have a moment, take a good listen, and join us for the Q Chat. Go queen. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to watch this new reboot of The Witches on HBO Max. As always, we're going to start off with a non-spoiler impressions. Then Marcellus will play the sound drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it but you want to know what we thought, you're still safe. And let's get it started. Aubrey, what did you think of The Witches? Um, I didn't really care too much about The Witches. Honestly, I could have done without watching it. <laughs> what about the movie? Like... <laughs> Did you care about it at all? No, I didn't. I I vaguely remember reading the book in uh, elementary school, but I remembered none of that in translation to the movie. And then I really didn't care about it. Right. Uh, Marcellus, how about you? Yeah, I did not read the book originally. I never saw the um, movie from 20 something years ago. Um, so I had no context to uh, like base this movie on. I just kind of took it at face value. And man, like last week's movie about witches were, was horrible. This one was unbearable. Good <laughs> God. Wow. Really? Yeah. Worse than The Craft? Oh, my God. I would watch The Craft. This this movie makes The Craft look like Avengers Endgame. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm sitting here legitimately shocked. Um, but I will agree with you guys. Uh, this movie kind of sucked. <laughs> but... It didn't suck in like a sucky way. Like I just realized like halfway through it that I didn't give two flying shits about anything that was happening. And then I was like, oh, how much longer is this? And it was still half the movie to go. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe it'll get better. And then just more stuff kept happening. And like, I just didn't care like at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's because it's a kid, quote unquote, kids movie. I just think that it's not very good. And, uh, I read the book, and like Aubrey said, I read the book in elementary school. I did. I, remember, I think I saw it. Did I see the other one? I don't know if I saw the other one. I've seen the iconic scene with the where she turns into the witch in the ballroom, done by Angelica Houston because of the special effects. I've seen that, but I don't think I, I don't know. Might not have seen the whole movie, but man, ugh, ugh. Any uh, any non spoiler Im- impressions, or should we just jump into it? Um. I will say that I do think that the special effects were really cool, uh, but that was it. Yeah, I would say if you're absolutely bored and there's nothing else to watch and you kind of want to see something that's, uh, you know, Halloween-ish in that area, you know, if you're a fan of the book, then yeah, I would say check it out. But uh, if there's something else on, just watch something else. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's play the sound drop and let's spoil The Witches from HBO Max. Spoiler alert, I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, guys, let's get started with things we liked. Uh, Marcellus, was there anything that you liked about this movie? 
Uh, hmm. Oh, I know there was something. I was just taking a look at my notes. It's all just like, <laughs> it looks like a serial killer notebook. It's all just scribbles and <laughs> exclamation points. No, no, no. There's nothing I liked about this movie. It, and it, I know it just doesn't work as, oh, no, I take that back. I take that back. There was one thing I did like about this movie. Every time the grandmother put a plate of food in front of the kid, I was like, mm, that looks good. So, uh, yeah, it made me really hungry. That's it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Uh, I, I really like Octavia Spencer. I think that anything I've, I've seen her in has been really fantastic. I like, I, I think that she's just got this essence about her that I really like. Um, so I was happy to see her. I think she did good in her role. I think Anne Hathaway did really good in her role. Uh, again, I did like the special effects, um, but that's about it. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, let's see. What did I like about this movie? It ended. <laughs> um, yeah, I will agree with you, Marcellus. The food looked great when she put those chicken wings down in front of that kid. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, take my parents right now. Give me those fucking <laughs> chicken wings. <laughs> Um, and the cornbread looked really good too. So yeah, shit, ain't nothing wrong with that cornbread. Um, so I I, I enjoy the look of the food. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, um, yeah, I hate Anne Hathaway. Um, just not a fan. I've never liked her in anything ever. And uh, yeah, that, that's it. So uh, let's say the things we didn't like about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Marcellus, tell us some things that you did not like about the witches on HBO Max. All right, so this movie broke my heart because it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. You know, Back to the Future, Robert Zemeckis. So I was really, you know, and he hasn't. We talked about this on the show before. It's been a while since he's made like a good movie, but I f- hope that this, since it's uh, it's based on a famous book, this pattern would be it'd be easy for him to craft something out of this because it's already it's already a famous book but the beginning of the movie is front loaded with exposition just like 15 minutes of exposition before you even get to the characters and it's really depressing and i understand like that's that's how the story is supposed to be you know it's not like a fun sunshiny kids movie it's supposed to have those dark elements but man i was like 20 minutes in i'm like i don't even i don't even think i want to see these people like achieve anything and i completely disagree about the special effects there are scenes where they throw like wooden uh podiums and dressers and shit where it crashes onto the floor and it looked unbelievably fake like horrendously fake and i'm like isn't this the guy that pioneered special effects with like polar express and and beowulf like how does this pass death becomes her he was like the king of special effects how does he make a movie with special effects this bad I don't know. I think if I had read the book, I probably would have liked it more. But I thought Anne Hathaway's acting was horrendous. Um, I thought the characters of the kids turned into mice. I just didn't care about them at all. I did like the fact that the kid turned into a mouse and he was better. He's a better person as a mouse (laughs) than he was as a kid. That I thought was interesting. But I did expect them to to get turned back to kids at the end. Spoilers. Uh, they don't. <laughs> they live their life as mice. And the fact that the, the parents, like their son got turned into a mouse and they <laughs> they legit don't look for him in the hotel room. 
check out of the hotel room and leave and no one cares that they lost their 10 year old kid i'm like wait what what so yeah um the pacing is slow the tone is way off the exposition scenes were killing me especially the lightning sequences (laughs) and the special effects were horrendous and anne hathaway's performance was god-awful so uh yeah I hated this movie. <laughs> what what did I what did I what I didn't like about this movie is pretty much everything except for the cornbread. The movie minus <laughs> cornbread and chicken wings. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, how about you? What about things you didn't like? Um, it was really boring. I think that this would probably be a better kids movie because and on top of that, it, it's World Doll. Um, you read all of his books in elementary school. So I just think that it would mean more if you watched it in elementary school. Um, it, it was boring. It just, it wasn't really entertaining at all. There was nothing that grasped my attention. Yeah. I don't, it's just weird. I don't know. I don't, it's not my favorite roll doll book. Hmm. Uh, it's very forgettable. And all the rest of his books are are classics, BFG, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, um, James and the Giant Peach. And those you can remember the movies, too. (laughs) Right. You can't. This is going to be easily forgotten just like it was reading it. It's just not it's not magical to me at all. All right. Well, uh, for me, uh, right off the bat, I'll just say the movie's boring. Um, it's a weird movie because it feels like it's way too long. It literally felt like it was eight hours long, but it also feels like it's too short because I don't, they didn't spend any time to make me care about any of the characters and the witch's plan like meant nothing to me. Like, so what was their plan? Like they were going to make all the kids in the world mice. They were going to just make these kids mice, the kids in their neighborhoods mice. Um, I, I don't know. I like. I never got a, a sense of like this huge danger from the plan that they had. Obviously, there was a danger from them being in the same hotel as them, but not. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like it was this big dastardly plot that they had to foil. So that was kind of annoying. Uh, Mark Ellis is right. I'm sorry. Aubrey, the special effects are terrible. There is a scene where Anne Hathaway throws part of the bed. Yeah, and it, I thought it might have just been a glitch because I was watching it on Fire Stick, but no, it's a shitty special effect. So. <laughs> And it was the it was the same thing with the podium. The podium inside of that um that room. She threw yep. the podium and it it was the exact same awful special effects. I think I was focusing more like on the special effects on her face and everything, like how her mouth opens wide and uh, then her arms kind of keep going. That scene mm-hmm. where she's going in um the vents. Like those were kind of cool. I didn't think too much about the throwing thing, so <laughs> keep going, Joey. Okay. Um, the, <laughs> um, yeah, the storyline with the kids turning into mice and then they don't get turned back. Um, but then at the end of the movie, the kid's like, well, how long do mice live? And I'm like, okay. And she's like three years. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's not too long. And she's like, well, you're a special mouse. Uh, so you'll live three times that <laughs> nine years. And then he's like, all right, grandma, well, we'll die together. And then the movie ends with them dancing. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> it felt like a Tim and Eric sketch or something. It was so like, what the fuck? Like that's not uplifting at all. This is a kids' movie. Uh, 
I didn't understand like what that was. And again, it, it's probably been like 35 years since I read the book. So maybe the book ends like that and that's just what they're sticking to. But man, that was, that was, that was dark. Wait, did you, <laughs> did you see the part where it co- it cuts back to Chris Rock, uh, narrating the, the movie that he's showing the kids? From the no, beginning? once they started dancing, I just shut the fucking movie <laughs> off because I was like, I'm all set with this Shrek two ending shit, and it was dinner time. No, there was there was more to the story. Oh, what happened? What did I miss? So Chris Rock is the rat or the, the mouse, and he's old and gray, um, and it's the seventies. Still a mouse though. Yeah, he's still a mouse. Yeah, but he you know he sounds like Chris Rock now, and uh, the kids that he was showing the movie to or the slides to the way it started was him explaining like you know who the witches were and how they were going to you know, open up candy shops all over the world and turn, uh, you know, kids into mice. And so all of those kids are now like, kind of like, you know how in uh, in uh, Buffy, when she gave her power to a bunch of slayers and then there was a bunch of vampire slayers in the world. So now there's a bunch of kid witch hunters in a world who all have like that little mouse potion and they all like file out of the classroom and are, I think, boarding a bus and going out to kill witches. Oh, well, I completely missed that because I was like, fuck this shit, and I shut it <laughs> off. So, sorry. Um, that still doesn't sound good in any way, shape, or form. And uh, wh- how would their plan even work then? Like, So you open your store, and the first couple of customers come in and buy candy, and their kids turn into mice? Like, no, who the fuck else is going to buy the candy then? Uh, no, par- I, assuming they just want the, they think the parents are just going to send their kids into the store, and the kids will buy the candy. And then the kids disappear. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand how this store lasts more than two or three, three days. That's what the problem is. Like, because Maybe that's the secret. The store opens, gets a couple of kids as mice, leaves. That's a lot of effort. Yeah. They, uh, this, this, the, the villains on Sailor Moon had better thought out plans. Like, <laughs> this is bad. Um, yeah, I, I hate Anne Hathaway. Uh, I've already established that. But I, I feel like... They were like, we want you to be in this movie, The Witches. And she was like, all right, I will. But only if I can talk in a ridiculous, hard to understand accent for the entire movie. Um, I think the thing. So the book originally is set in England slash Norway. And for some reason, they decided to switch it over to Alabama. So I think that's where the weird accent comes from. (laughs) Supposed to be some English Norwegian accent. Regardless, it was ridiculous and stupid. And it just like reeked of like she just like pulled creative control and was like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going for. And too bad. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the really the problem with the movie is it's not long enough to make you care about anything that's happening, but it's also not short enough to be enjoyable to watch. So <laughs> it's just this movie sucks. Um, but like it's not like an angry suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, two weeks from now, eh, not even really care that I watched it. Like, Aubrey, clearly you don't hate this movie more than Beckman. No, I don't. I know how Mark feels about this movie compared to uh, the craft legacies. Dude, I'll, I'll take Beckman all day, every day on top of this movie. <laughs> I'll take the, Beck, the you Beckman trilogy. You were not trilogy. even on that episode. I, I still saw the movie, though, and I still have a, a oh, movie review. You watched, you watched it? Of course I did. Hell yeah. What did you think of I it? I fucking love that movie. Okay, well, wait, no, get out of here. Not, get okay, out of here. Maybe not love, but I res- I respect what they were going for <laughs> in that movie. But you can check out SoWizardPodcast.com and read my full review. All right, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to tank our numbers again by talking about Beckman. So. <laughs> I did want to say, however, I didn't notice that Stanley Tucci was in this movie, and that man is 
a chameleon. <laughs> I never like he can play anything and nobody will ever know it's him. Mm-hmm. He was actually pretty good, but you can tell he was just there to cash a check. You know, it's like, okay, Stanley, in this scene, the the mouse is going to bite you in the balls. He's like, all right, how much is the check worth? <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> all right. Well, anybody else have any thoughts on the witches? They all a bunch of bitches. <laughs> witches be crazy. <laughs> Marcellus, how about you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, this movie really did break my heart because Robert Zemeckis made uh, – you know, despite what you say about Back to the Future 2 and 3, part 1 is a cinematic masterpiece. It's such a a fantastic movie. And you know, even when you look at his other movies like Castaway and Forrest Gump, I mean, the guy is a capable filmmaker. Um and seeing him fall to this level, it it breaks my heart. It really really does. But I will say, you know, I'm I'm rooting for you, Robert. I'm rooting for you to come back in a big bad way. I don't know. After Beowulf and this and Mars needs moms, which other <laughs> crap. No, he um, didn't. He didn't direct I, that. I don't think. I don't know. He doesn't deserve <laughs> any more chances. At this point. Back to the future is a masterpiece, but you know, I don't know at this point. It might've been just more of a flash in the pan, but all right, let's wrap it up before we tap it up and let's get a score out of five with zero being the worst and five being the best for the witches. Aubrey. I'm going to give it a uh, one and a half because wow. it wasn't wasn't deserving of a zero like Beckman was. Um, <laughs> but uh, And I wasn't mad that I saw it, but I definitely will forget about it and never watch it again. Okay. Uh, Marcellus, how about you? Uh, 0.5. Uh, fuck this wow. movie. It, it, it's, it was just – it's. I don't think it's good. I just don't think it's a good flick at all. Not even like a – like we attempted to make something good and we failed is just not good. Well, uh, could this sneak into your bottom five of the year? Oh, easily, easily. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the same score. I gave the craft colon legacy last week, and that is a one out of five. Um, there's just nothing here, man. Uh, I feel the same way having sitting here as I felt before I sat down and watched it. And I mean, I do exist in a perpetual state of tired, so that's really <laughs> neither here nor there. But I, I, it's, I'm completely indifferent. Like, I don't care about this movie at all. Nothing. It's bad, but it's not face-meltingly awful. I know Marcellus hates it a lot more than I do, but I, I don't know. I've seen so much worse, and it's just there. I can't even recommend watching it to see if it's bad. It's just completely forgettable. And I probably, like Aubrey said, won't remember it in like two weeks. So one out of five for me. All right. Well, let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there and finish up this week's episode. Aubrey, what do you got? I don't know. I made a GoFundMe. People can check it out. I shared it on Twitter. On your Twitter? I did, yeah. Okay. What's it all about? My dog needs a new leg. Oh. Yeah. Which one? Her, um, she bandit. Oh. No, which leg? Oh, right. <laughs> the right leg. She, um, so she tore her ACL and, uh, so and she, at first she, they said that she had arthritis and she put so much strain on her leg from the arthritis that she tore her ACL and I brought her to a surgeon today and they said that not only did she tear her ACL, but she tore her meniscus. So what they have to go in and do is pretty much shave down 
um, the meniscus or something and um, install a plate in her knee. And then they install another piece of metal down her leg. And it's going to take about three months uh, to recover. And then uh, she has to do rehab after that. So it's it's very stressful. It's a very expensive surgery. And if she doesn't get it, she just won't be able to walk. So it's something I can't avoid, but it's very expensive. Wow. All right. Well, we will definitely share that and you guys can check it out and help if you can. Uh, Markellis, how about you? Uh, yeah. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, it was a, a pretty good Monster Squad week for me. I got that awesome zine. And uh, there's a documentary that I've been waiting for years to see called Wolfman Got Nards. And uh, it's all about the fans of the Monster Squad and their passion for it and the way that uh, they were able to bring it back to the point where uh, we got our DVD release a couple of years ago and then we got the Blu-ray release. Um, you know, it's the fans that really willed that movie back into existence. And I'm so grateful because uh, my I don't even have that VHS copy that I used to have anymore. So I was super glad when... Uh, the popularity of that movie came back to to get to the point where I can get the DVD and get the Blu-ray. And this new documentary, which is uh, directed by Andre Gower, who played Sean in Monster Squad, uh, it's all about the fans' uh, love of the movie and how it came back. So, uh, yeah, it's called Wolfman Got Nards. Wolfman's Got Nards. And it's uh, available wherever you can stream movies and uh, purchase on Amazon. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam just dropped a big interview of ours with uh, creator Jimmy Gownley, who uh, you may know from the Amelia Rules books, has a new graphic novel coming out. And Adam got to talk to him all about that. It's a pretty long interview and it's really interesting. So check that out. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of the new Lego Star Wars holiday special showing up on Disney+. Plus. So check that out and let's see what I will recommend. First of all, I got a guest appearance on another podcast. If you want to hear me talk more, you can go check out the newest episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast as I try to convince their hosts that the very first Harry Potter movie is a piece of shit. (laughs) I think I did a good job, but we'll see. Um, So check out that podcast called Gutting the Sacred Cow. Um, Also, I will recommend that you... Check out the movie Fat Man starring Mel Gibson as Santa Claus, because that, my friends, is what we will be talking about next week with our very special replacement for Aubrey. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tim Jones, the creator of Sour Grapes comic strip. Uh, I allowed Aubrey, I allowed <laughs> Aubrey to pick one movie for the rest of the year to beg out of with the asterisk that it could not be <laughs> Beckman. <laughs> <laughs> And she picked uh, Mel Gibson as Fat Man. So no Aubrey next week. We only had the band back together for one week, but then we'll, God willing, be back for the rest of the year altogether, Uh, especially with hits like Nicolas Cage's Jiu-Jitsu, Freaky, and 
Christmas Chronicles 2 on the docket for the next few weeks. So I am excited. I'm very, very exciting time hey, for us. Can I can I back out of one of the episodes <laughs> coming up? No. No? Damn. Damn it. You already Never. did. <laughs> you didn't have to watch Beckman, even though you watched it anyway. I, I planned on being on that episode to defend Beckman, uh, but uh, yeah, circumstances caused otherwise. <laughs> well, that was your one get out of jail free card, so you're screwed until next year. Damn it. Beckman. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's just like a fat uh, William Baldwin in a scarf came in and took it away from you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't want to thank our numbers, so enough to talk about Beckman, but that's going to do it for episode number 327 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. As always, we have two rules. Don't talk politics, don't talk religion. Well, we did talk about religion when we reviewed Beckman. <laughs> 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 And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Hug cornbread, ain't nothing wrong with that. I, everybody have a good week in Wakanda forever. Goddamn right. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> cornbread is just cake. Yeah, awesome cake. We'll see you guys next week for the fat man. Good journey.